everybody. Noise. How's it going, guys? Oh, it's going. You can't answer. Oh. Just kidding. I thought you were asking me, but you weren't. Well, I'll ask you, were you in a minute. The fans. I just wanted them to feel included. Yeah. How are you guys? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if you're at home, you can insert how you're feeling on that one. Yeah. This has become It's like, like we're having a conversation. It's like audience participation. <laughs> no, how dare we? <laughs> I would feel attacked as a podcast listener if I heard what we just did. I feel like um, you should ask me how I'm doing first because I don't want to follow you when you tell me how you're doing. Oh, okay. I was going to say because I always am a hoe and go first. But <laughs> yeah. How are you, Grace? Uh, I'm good. I've had like a weirdly crazy busy week. I'm currently like house wow, sitting. Wow, that's so weird for you. <laughs> I'm currently like house sitting and cat sitting for two and houses. And two jobs next door to each other wait what so like i'm staying at one house that has a cat but then i'm also making sure to feed the cat who lives at the other house twice a day but the Mm. problem is the house that i'm cat just cat sitting for they're like worried about their cat because he's like kind of old and he gets stressed out so they're like it'd be great if you you could hang out it's gonna die god like I don't know if I will cat sit for them again, just because I do believe this cat is so close to death <laughs> that, like, I would be stressed out about that. Like, I, I, it's not because he is a difficult cat. It is because I cannot have an animal die on my watch. Um, but that is truly a fear <laughs> that up until this last year, I had not thought about when you were, you were the second person to be like, this animal <laughs> may die on my watch. And I do not feel prepared to handle this. Exactly. But so they're like, it'd be great if you could like spend time in the house with the cat. So he's not stressed out. And I'm like, I don't know how to tell what a cat wants emotionally. Also, I am currently in that house. The cat is nowhere to be seen. He does not want to hang out with me. He's not interested in you being there. um, But then at night I just go back and I sleep in the other house because the other house is like worried about being broken into but that's not likely to happen Mm. during the day just at nighttime so I'm like constantly running back and forth between these two houses that are quite literally next door to each other that is wild yeah sounds stressful yeah I didn't expect it to be stressful but it kind of is which is stupid and weird (laughs) the concept of house sitting stresses me out personally Yeah, it's not that. It's the cats. Because the problem is, (laughs) I feel guilty no matter where I am. Because if I'm in one house, I'm like, oh, no, Pepper must be so lonely. But then if I go to the other house, I'm like, oh, no, Django must be so lonely. And then I go to Which one's the one that's dying? Django. And then I go to both the houses, and the cats aren't interested in hanging out with me. Like, they show up, they, they, like, meow at me for, like, three minutes, and I'm like, pets? food water they give no answer except for meows and then i don't see them again for two hours so i don't get cats i'm like just tell me what you want and they're like i'm like here's a toy and they're like literally why would i want that Ew, uh, Grace. And I'm like, and they're like rubbing up against my legs and like meowing. And I'm like, ah, pets, pets I can do. And then I like pet their head and they like walk three steps away. And I'm like, that is brutal. I, 
I will not follow you, girl. I'm not desperate. Like, this was for you, you know? <laughs> Don't beg. It's unattractive. <laughs> Don't beg. It's unattractive. <laughs> um, so that's where I'm at. And, yeah, how are you, Liv? Love that. That's a great update. <laughs> I am good. I am <laughs> stressed at work a little bit. <laughs> There's a lot of shit going on, but it's okay. It's, it's okay. Um, <clears throat> I am continuing on my journey to attempt to make friends in Tacoma by going on another run nice. with this new friend. However, Fig did a lot of jerking around at my waist uh. while we were running. And by the end of the run, I was, I have never tried so hard not to poop myself. <laughs> it was so terrible. It was like, my felt like my, my like entire body heated up. Like, that's what it felt like. Like, I, it's like, it felt like being embarrassed, but it was just, I really had to shit. And it continued, like, when I drove home, I was like, ah! <laughs> I did some seriously reckless to my, I, like, added recklessness to my already reckless driving. And I sprinted up the stairs, and our neighbor was, like, trying to greet me with their dog. And I was like, no! Not time! <laughs> and I rushed into our bathroom and, like, slammed the door. I don't know. That's really gross, but I don't, it was, like, the worst feeling possible, and I was like, I can't shit myself in front of my new friend. I can't do it. I won't. I would rather explode my intestine. Get me out of here. Uh, but now I have showered. It didn't have to do with the poop, for the record. I just <laughs> gone on a run and I needed a shower. My God. Uh, <laughs> our listeners, we're going to get one-star reviews. Too much poop talk. Uh, get me out of here. Anyway, um, but now I'm in uh, warm, comfy clothes. I'm doing lots of drawing, so. And I'm happy to be here with Grace because... Wow, I am so curious on your thoughts yeah. on this episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's okay. it. That's all I had. That is not it, Liv. What was the big thing that happened to you this week? <gasps> <laughs> um, my dog went viral on TikTok for being a total idiot. I gave her an egg in the egg challenge and she fell on the egg and like was I thought it was fine, but then I pet her, and it was like, she was like legitimately covered in eggs, so we had to have a bath, which we were both mad about, for the record. <laughs> she was mad, not because of the bath, but because I was removing the egg from her, which she had decided was a snack. And I was mad because I don't like giving her baths by myself, because she is an asshole about it. Um... But what the major news from well, this so like viral, for the record, when Liv says viral, she means like five point seven million views. <laughs> My dad has now watched this video four times, and he doesn't have a TikTok. So like, <laughs> and it's it's you know how like it guys. I just have to say it's like one of those videos where it's like. You know what's coming, and you know that you think it's funny, but you still laugh out loud every... Like, I showed my dad a TikTok in the middle of a... I showed my dad this TikTok in the middle of a restaurant today because he was, like, asking me to explain TikTok to him 
So I pulled out the TikTok again, and we both watched it, and my dad cracked (laughs) up again. He watched it, like, over and over (laughs) last night. He knows what's coming. It's so funny. You know what would have been better than Fig going viral? Even just your dad doing that. (laughs) I have a question. What? Can your parents replace my Uncle Mark on the invite to my wedding? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're in charge. That's true. <laughs> They'd love well, to go. Oh, you don't know this yet, but I'm planning on paying you to help me plan my wedding. <laughs> and you're not allowed to say no. <laughs> oh my god, wait. <laughs> That's not really related, but like I have I have a thought related to that, but I want you to finish the fake story because I didn't let you say the most exciting oh, thing that happened because right. of the fake story. <laughs> So I was just scrolling through the comments. Uh, I'm I'm trying to be a good TikToker yes. and uh, do what I'm supposed to do after a video gets popular. But I mean, the do- the video got popular not because of me. It got popular because <laughs> my dog's a fucking idiot. So <laughs> the TikToks after have been pretty subpar. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but I was just so I was scrolling through the TikToks looking for like a thing to respond to, and I see. Katie Thurston. Katie Thurston has commented. Former Bachelorette on my TikTok video. Yeah, former Bachelorette has commented on my TikTok video. Was my first instinct to ask her to be on the podcast? Yes. <laughs> Would that have been insane? Yes. Absolutely yes. <laughs> For one reason that she just commented on a video on TikTok and has no attachment to we whatsoever. <laughs> and for twosies, we've kind of talked a lot of shit. Kind of talked a lot of shit. Oh, and for threesies, only 13 people listen to our podcast, so I don't think we could afford her rate. <laughs> <laughs> By which I mean we won't be paying any money. <laughs> Why would she come on her podcast? <laughs> But my instinct was that. Anyway, I texted Grace because, and I spelled everything wrong. You spelled quite literally everything wrong. (laughs) Okay, but here is the crazy part. Then you spelled stuff wrong when you responded back, which is how I knew how we were both like, oh, God. (laughs) Because Grace doesn't spell stuff wrong. I spell stuff wrong a lot. This was like exponentially spelling things wrong. And not to, like, sandbag and be like, it wasn't my fault, but I was texting you back on my computer, and I have, like, oh. like some really sticky keys on my computer. Like, two mm. keys that frequently don't want to work for me are <sighs> E and H. So if there's an God, E I or an H in my word on my computer and I'm trying to go fast, they're just not in the word. Like <laughs> The thought of working in a document, because, Grace, so for context... That was my old computer. I had Mm -hmm. sticky keys. Yeah. And at least I I guess I'm just an idiot and didn't realize Adobe had spell check. It's not automatically turned on. So I just like hadn't even thought about it. So I never noticed when there were like issues. So if I was typing out anything, if I didn't notice like the sticky key, it would not automatically correct it. So just things look so stupid (laughs) all the time because i was spelling so many things wrong because yeah it was something like the fucking e key yeah just like there wouldn't be e's in my word and then you're like what word is that it's a very (laughs) essential letter in the word (laughs) so that is that is part of it um yeah that's the update though yeah uh after that you know katie and i we said yeah let's hang out 
<laughs> I said, I'm going to Allah. And Katie said, I can totally meet you there. Uh, and I said, yeah, it's me and my roommate, Grace. And she was like, Grace, even better. And then she said, are you bringing Fig? And I said, no. And she said, "She, it's on red. She left me on red. So... <laughs> I'm just kidding. She didn't respond at all. <laughs> so the oh, thing I that I was going to bring up that I felt oh. tied into your wedding planning thing was oh, please. Um, there is a there's a job opening at Seattle Children's Theater <laughs> for the position that is Liv's boss, and Liv was like, "You should apply for this, so you can be my boss." <laughs> and I was like, first of all. I'm not qualified for this job. <laughs> Second of all, I, I quite like my job, but thank you very much. And then, like, 30 minutes later, I got an email that said, Liv has shared a Google Slides presentation with you, and as it is only five slides long, I'm going to read it. First, slide number one, the title slide, if you will. Why Grace Heller should be my hot boss. Subtitle. This presentation was sponsored by sad desperation and also friendship. Number one. Reason number one. Being a boss is hot. This slide uh, is accompanied with just the, like, title, cover, whatever, for the show The Bold Type. One. Being a boss is hot. Though I thoroughly cannot comprehend if these people are even the slightest bit good at their jobs, referring to the Bold Type characters, they are hot, and at least one is a boss. All true facts. Uh, number two, marketing is hot. If you ask anyone what the hottest job is, they will say marketing, unless they don't say marketing, in which case they meant to say marketing, but just said other words instead. Another excellent point. <laughs> I made great points. Number three. I really sell her on this job. <laughs> Working with Liv is hot. It includes a picture from, of Liv from when she was about 14 years old. Um, and she makes some great points on this slide, too, in bullet point form. One, friends, spelled incorrectly, friends working <laughs> together is hot. The office tea is hot. Liv is hot. <laughs> Literally, she has not missed once in terms of making good points. Thank you. The final slide reads, if Liv's boss asked if this was made during work hours, it wasn't telling on Liv is not hot. It's <laughs> not. This job will simply be a front for the wrong reasons podcast. <laughs> I laughed so hard <laughs> Telling on Liv is not hot It's not <laughs> Oh my god Um. Also I forgot that I have another <laughs> Huge update Not quite as big as Katie Thurston uh Commenting on Liv's TikTok but I went to go see Marry Me in theaters this weekend <gasps> with Anne. That is bigger. That is that is a big and deal. And guys, when I say it was amazing and Anders was wow. correct and you should absolutely <laughs> run don't walk to the theaters I absolutely mean it I was like Anders on the last episode I was like Anders you were talking too much about Marry Me you were being absolutely ridiculous incorrect. <laughs> you need like you need to see this movie. It is so funny. J-Lo is, like, incredible. What can't she yeah. do? Owen Wilson, a wild casting choice out of nowhere. But kind of the is whole point. Is it just point, me or is he always a wild casting yeah, choice? Yeah, true. Kind of the whole point of his character is that he's, like, kind of medium. 
Like, it's mm. like J-Lo is, like, a huge pop star, and everyone's like, why is she into him? He's literally so boring. Um, <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> it's hilarious. She performs many iconic numbers, many mm. dance numbers. The first yes. one that we really see is called Church. There are nuns in latex. J-Lo is be. a cross. Her costume is that she is a be- bejeweled yes. cross. Absolutely, 100%. And it's yes, like, please. I'm like, how old is J-Lo again? Like, she is dancing hard. She is singing. She is performing. Whoever said people are tired of J-Lo is my is literally antichrist. so stupid. Like, yeah. when I say this movie was 85% J-Lo, 15% everyone else in the movie. Uh, Ashley, should you be. know what? As a person who, like does find sarah silverman pretty annoying she was hilarious in this movie i love that she for her. killed she's it. got a niche she's, she's got, a, got niche. a niche and she killed it um so yeah that i just i i had to bring that up i had to say uh sorry enders for doubting you it was incredible wow get yourself a ticket me. also when i tell you because anders um anders is like a regal unlimited member <laughs> hilarious <laughs> His photo looks like an Uber driver photo. <laughs> um, but, so Anders was going to get us the movie tickets. When Anders bought our tickets, four other tickets had been sold for that showing. <laughs> we were like two out of ten people in this entire theater. <laughs> Guys, you gotta go. Run, don't walk. <laughs> okay. I think that's all our personal updates. We can talk about if anything happened in Bachelor Nation. I don't know if it did. That is a big update. Thank you for including that. It would have been slander, frankly. Yeah. Um, God, yeah. Are there any updates? Man, not that I can think of. I can't think of anything. I haven't been in, like, as tuned in as I have needed to be. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But I mean, if something's <laughs> big enough, so. like you get it regardless. Like, yeah. I feel like Becca and Thomas are going to be engaged pretty soon. They are going strong. Yeah, they're like, going strong. Yeah, quite, quite. Um, yeah, no, I can't think of anything. If I do, I will let you know. Feel free to insert it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well. Here we go. Get yeah. into the episode? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, everybody, we pick back up with Sarah returning to the hotel from her one-on-one. And if we'll recall, like, on that one-on-one, Clayton was like, somebody told me that you're not ready for marriage. And Sarah was like, I am not. Sarah's not stoked on that. So she returns to the hotel prepared to stand up for herself. Mm. So she returns to the room. All the girls are sitting around waiting for her she comes back in and she's basically like okay so tonight something was brought to clayton's attention in an effort to tear our relationship down but it only made it stronger basically it's no one's place to tell clayton what they think i'm ready for and i hope you guys feel like you can tell me who brought this to him mara remains silent on that matter Mm -hmm. um so Sarah continues. Her face does say a lot. Her though. face does not remain silent. 
So Sarah continues and is like, eh, this is frustrating because I feel like I've been treating everyone with kindness and respect. And, like, I knew a second one-on-one would put a target on my back. But, like, this is my real life and my real relationship. So don't do that. And so then Mara speaks up and she's like, well, you know, Clayton wants a relationship at the end of this. And, like, I have been here since day one looking for a relationship. And I don't know what your interests are. I'm just looking out for Clayton. And I was like, Mara... Okay, stop. stop. Like, oh, wow, you've been here since day one, looking ready for a relationship. Presumably, that's most people here. Okay. Yeah. Um, I actually thought Sarah handled this really well. I agree. And then Sarah's like, okay, cool. I also have his best interests in mind, and I am also always looking out for him, so that doesn't have to be a concern. When she was like, that doesn't have to be a concern, I was like, <laughs> that's a good line. <laughs> It was also just, like, one of those things, too, where I was, like, cool, so what you're accusing her of is immaturity. Yeah. And she's being way more mature about the situation than you are and continue to be, so that's so awkward. And, like, that being said, the producers were trying to fuck Sarah over this episode, in my opinion, so. I agree. Yeah. So, even, she looked good even with them trying to do that, so. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so then Sarah's like, okay, my last thing is that Clayton did identify this as a last-ditch effort by someone who thinks they're going home. So, do it that way you will, basically, and leave the room. That was savage, and I loved it. I know. And then Mara's like, I'm confused because, like, I did speak my truth, and it wasn't anything negative toward anyone. And then she, like, apologizes to the room and is like, I'm sorry that you all have to deal with this. And I'm like, okay, so this is your fault. Mm-hmm. Numero uno, this is your fault. Second of all, what you said was negative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big time. So I'm just baffled. And again, Sarah handled this so well. Also, like, people need to stop calling, like, like something their truth. That is them bitching about another Yeah, it's person. like, I'm speaking my truth, so it can't be rude. And it's like, well, you can. It yeah. can. Also, is it your truth if it's just, like, an opinion you have about <laughs> someone else? It's weird. It's my truth that I think she's ugly. Like, <laughs> that was That's <laughs> Mara. Truly. <laughs> like, literally, mm. I feel like the only way that Sarah could have handled this more maturely is if she didn't say that thing about Clayton identifying it as a last-ditch effort. And, like, who could resist? Like, Oh, yeah. I'm Nail sorry, I can't hurt to like, expect yeah, to take great. the highest road. No. She took a not high to enough road by <laughs> far. Agree. Like, Yeah. I was very happy she said it. I don't know, and it was just... It, she was it, right, so like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spot on. Like, it wasn't... That was um, a direct it, quote from Clayton, and it's what ended mm-hmm. up happening. Like... I know, exactly. Like, and that's the reason Mary got pissed about it is because it was true yeah um okay so then we're like that conversation happens now we're ready for the rose ceremony um clayton is like this week exceeded my expectations like so great um and he pulls serene first and he's like i have a special i have something special planned for you because of the conversation that we had about your cousin and I he just has serene. some jars that light up. So there's no fireflies yeah. in Croatia. So there's just jars with lights in them. Um, he's to, like, so lame. Call back to that 
Firefly story, which, like, mm-hmm. I guess, like, I don't want to, like, okay, so, A, this is Clayton we're talking about, so, obviously, producers put him up to it, but, like, I'm yeah. trying to think about, like, in the in the real world, if someone did that, like, that is a very sweet, small gesture. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I listened to you, and I did a little thing that took me four minutes, like, as, like, that is, like, an acts of service, gift-giving, love yeah. language thing. It's very nice. But <laughs> Serene go- is, like, I don't think anyone's ever done anything like this for me. And I'm, like, okay, so this is nothing. Like, it is yeah. nice, mm. but it is nothing. Like. I know. So, A, I hope you're lying. <laughs> I just have to assume that all the people, I, I have to, for the sake of uh relationships everywhere i have to hope that women when they on the bachelor when they say this is the nicest thing anyone's ever done to me which is always a stunt by the producers yeah that they are lying yeah i wish that for them i, I wish, wish that them for, to be i lying. wish for serene <laughs> to be lying in this situation yeah. um and then you know to the camera she's like i think i'm falling in love with clayton okay whatever um clayton Susie have a chat nothing happens Clayton and Teddy have a chat, and in it, it seems like she's saying she doesn't feel totally confident enough for him to meet her family, which, like, they don't turn this into a thing, so it might have just been, like, a small comment, but, like, I feel like based on what happens later in the episode, like... I know. Yeah. Um, I mean, she hates him, Yeah. (laughs) um i have some big thoughts on that coming up later yeah okay sorry i just had to remember something uh okay clayton and rachel have a chat then mara i am like over sarah can i talk to you and sarah's like sure so sarah so mara takes sarah outside the door and, like, all the other girls are, like, pressed up against the wall, like, listening in. Um, and Mara's like, okay, so last night was very telling of, like, who you are and what you think. And I was really yeah. offended by that comment you said, uh, the last ditch comment. Like, that's what really rubbed me the wrong way. Wrong because way. it was insensitive and a little ignorant. And that's kind of <laughs> how you're coming off, honestly. And I was like, cool, so it was true. I don't see how it was ignorant yeah. because it was a direct quote from Clayton's mouth. But all right. Um... <laughs> And Mara's like, you're acting like Clayton's some trophy to be won. I see it. The other girls see it. She's like, you're getting a little sloppy and it's showing. Like, I cannot express how rude Mara was during this conversation. So rude. And then she was like, confidence is great. Overconfidence is not great. She was being so deeply condescending. She was yeah. like, it'd be great if you just went back to, like, that cute, quiet confidence. It would behoove you not that to be cocky. That was icky. And I was like, this is disgusting. It was really bad. It was like, there was, like, a lot of internalized misogyny showing, mm-hmm. I felt like. It was really uncomfortable to listen to. It was insane how right she thought she was. Yeah, well, because Sarah really also, off. like, Sarah, again, handled this really well. And, like, occasionally, when Mara stopped talking, would try and say something, and then Mara would do the, like, okay, are you going to let me finish thing? Mm -hmm. And then Mara was like, I think we're done here, when she finished talking. Like, 
She did not want to hear was, a single word absurd. that Sarah had to say. She just wanted to, like, beat up on her for a couple minutes and then go inside. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, but one thing, weird. so, yeah. the, the one thing that she said that comes back later in the episode is she's like, it feels like some of your comments are a little manipulative and break some of the girls down. And what I thought was interesting is they did have a clip of Rachel saying, like, I feel like Mara's just being honest because last night Sarah presented things like it was Clayton and Sarah against the house. And I was like, in what world is Sarah in the wrong here? Like, yeah, I don't know. I I think I, I am so on your side. I think Rachel really, really rubbed me the wrong way this episode, actually. Like, mm-hmm. she really bothered me. Uh, she was just like... It really felt like she was coming after Sarah in what to, honestly felt kind of inappropriate. Um, and then she, she just like, I th- I also think part of her problem is that she is one of the only ones there who is as into Clayton as Clayton is into them. Mm-hmm. I think, she, I honestly think she'll probably win. Yeah. Um, so I understand why like she's upset and everything, but it felt like she turned a lot of stuff to be specifically against Sarah in a way that I'm like, I don't think that she's the only one doing the stuff that you're talking about. And I think that you see her as your biggest competition. And so you have decided that everyone needs to hate her. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't like it. I can't stand her whispering. I really don't like the way that Clayton reacts to her crying versus Sarah crying. Yeah, we will get to we that. We will get to that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. I also, yeah, the whole Mara stuff was just, like, totally icky. She was definitely, like, I'm older than you, so I know more, and, like, you're stupid. Like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Also, like, I don't know, the quiet confidence thing felt, like, pretty microaggression-y to me, like... I would agree with that, strongly. Uh, <laughs> not good. Um, no, it but was then it's time for the bad. rose ceremony and she doesn't get a rose. So, bye, bitch. Um, let's see. So, Susie gets the first rose. Genevieve gets the last rose, which I was shocked to see her stick around. Um, so we lose Eliza mm-hmm. and Mara. I mean, I guess, like, between Eliza and Genevieve... I might have been shocked either way. I just find Genevieve more annoying, so... Me too. I hope that Eliza rocks it so hard on Paradise. Yeah. She is quite literally one of the most stunning women that has ever been on the franchise. Literally so pretty. Oh, but then (laughs) here's another thing. Like, some of the girls seem, like, genuinely sad to see Mara go, which is kind of confusing. Like... Yeah. There was, like, kind of a group hug moment. I don't know. I was, like, this woman seems literally so annoying. I just, like... And I don't just mean that from the last two episodes. Like, no, she there seems is, actively obnoxious There is absolutely season. no way she reserves her condescension only for people she hates. Like, this woman mm-hmm. is condescending to everyone. And, like, okay, what? Sarah's 23? Some of these other girls are 25. Like... Yeah. There's no way that Mara's, like, oh, yeah, you all treat like an equal. No. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. It also it seemed fake to me. But yeah, but like I don't know. I feel like, 
Like when someone who they don't like goes home, they're like, oh, bye, honey. But like this one was like, meh, whatever. Who cares? Or me. I also just like if she's being dramatic about going home in the house, I feel like. And like really involving other women in the conversation about that. Mm -hmm. I do feel like there's more of a reaction expected from them when she goes home. Yeah. There's more comforting needed. Yeah. But who knows? Um, okay, so next up, everyone travels to Vienna. And hometowns are next week, and we have eight women left. So this group is literally going to get cut in half. Or do we have seven? Mm-hmm. Mm, I think seven. Okay, we have seven women. This group is going to get almost cut in half. Um, <laughs> and Teddy is like, yay, I'm so excited to be in Vienna, but like, I really just want this situation with Sarah to be done. And this is where I was like, what situation? Like, mm-hmm. I I don't know what's it, like, Sarah and Clayton have I'm resolved confused. things, Mara is gone, what situation? There doesn't need to be one. Yeah, I, I was, I was baffled. Me too. Um, then Susie gets a second one-on-one, and she's getting the date where you get bought a whole bunch of things, including Louboutin shoes. Um, hmm. So Clayton takes her in this, like, fancy vintage car to a store that personally I felt like had really boring clothes. I don't really feel like I liked a single thing she tried on. One of the things was, like, literally a bandage dress. I was like, did we not leave those in, like, 2014? No, apparently not. Apparently not. Apparently the not The fact in that we are bringing back the early 2000s style a little bit right now is haunting. It's awful. <laughs> I am haunted. Um, Why that? And choice? then after they go to, like, the boring clothing store, they go to, like, a private gallery with a designer and Susie tries on a bunch of ball gowns. And that seems fun. And also, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure... Like, I could be totally wrong about this, but there's some city in Europe, and I think it's Vienna, that's, like, famous for balls. Like, you can buy a ticket and, like, go to a ball at a castle, and you, like, get really dressed up, and there's, like, dancing and food, and it's, like, something that you do. Like, Melia has been to one. That checks out. That's cool. (laughs) Like, it's just, like, it's, like, a thing you can do. Yeah. You just get a fancy dress, and you go to a ball in Vienna. And so I thought they were going to, like, tie in something about that. But, A, if I'm wrong that it's Vienna, then that's obviously why they didn't do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I don't know. I thought they were going to talk about that. Whatever. Also, I thought every dress was ugly. Oh, yeah. That pink thing covered in feathers, I did not like. The only one that I was kind of into was the one she wore to dinner. Like, I didn't hate yeah. it. There was there was definitely things I would change about it. If but. the top was changed, like, the bottom I thought was cool and, like, pretty, yeah. but I, if they changed the top, I would have been like, okay. Sure. I kind of liked the, like, ruffled edge, like, right around the neckline, but it does kind of make it look hated like it. lingerie. Yeah. And I hated the sparkly belt. Oh, yeah. Not good. Why? Why does it need a belt? Yeah. I don't know. Um, Whatever. So then Susie comes back to the hotel with, like, 900 bags. The girls all want to kill my- themselves, obviously. <laughs> she shows them the Louboutins, the red-bottom heels. Like, they all want to die. 
They do. <laughs> they and they look it. <laughs> they look like they want to die. Gabby screams into a pillow. Um, that that I did find funny. That I was like, I that's a genuine reaction. Um, <laughs> and then after Susie carries her nine hundred shopping bags into her room. Just, like, a butler arrives. Like, a man in a suit with gloves carrying a ball gown. And he's like, I'm looking for Susie. And the girls are like, oh, yeah, she's in there. Again, they want to die. And then Serena's like, oh, red is his favorite color. And I was like, what? (laughs) I missed that Serena's like, I wish I were wearing that dress in front of him because he loves red. I was like, guys, <laughs> you're grown women. <laughs> Have a little respect for yourself. <laughs> guys. Guys. Come on. <laughs> um, but Susie really does look like a character from a movie, like in that dress riding in that car. Like, mm-hmm. Granted, it's like a Netflix Christmas movie, but she does look like a character in a movie. Um, yeah. Susie is a total cutie. Yeah, she is. And, like, literally looks so much like Hannah Brown. Yeah, that shit is crazy. By the episode, it's getting stronger. She looks like liberal Hannah Brown. Yeah. Did you That's see? what she looks like to someone, me. Someone posted, like, a tweet and it was like a photo of Hannah Brown and a photo of Debbie Ryan. And it was like, can't wait to meet Susie's parents at Hometowns this weekend. <laughs> and then like, That's so good. Yeah. Debbie Ryan reposted it and was Whoa. like, yes, can't wait to see my daughter. Like, bring her home to me, which felt like a Barb reference, which was funny. And then yeah, Susie so like reposted that on her story. So like both Susie and Debbie Ryan at least are in on the wow. joke. Wow, acknowledged it. I love that. Well, Hannah Brown is too, I think. She posted something, I think it was, like, a TikTok or something. I'm on. sure, like, because, like, Susie's cute. There's no reason not yeah. to support her on the, like... Also, I think there's a very good chance she's going to be the next Bachelorette. I Although, wouldn't hate that. No. It'd be kind of boring, but I wouldn't hate it. I agree. Although, they were talking on Game of Roses, they were, which I honestly would, I, I mean, I think that they're right in this. It's just, like, people aren't watching this season, so it's going to be hard to pull, like, a favorite mm-hmm. for the next season. So, they just need to bring back, like, An old favorite. For, yeah, an old favorite, or they said a celebrity, which would be, oh, that is part of Bachelor News. Chriselle Strauss. Mm-hmm. had promos filmed for her Bachelorette season. No. Like, was basically cast, like, had done a lot of the pre-work, yeah, a while ago. It was, um, God, I don't remember who the Bachelorette was, but I guess on the Ellen show, Ellen made a case for this other girl, so she was no longer the Bachelorette. But, like, most of the shit was done. It was, it was a while ago, too, but... Wouldn't that have been crazy? Jesus Christ. I would have loved that. Bring her back. I say bring her back for this season. I agree, frankly. Um, Okay, wait. Because now we're getting to something that I'm so, like, stoked and not stoked to get to bring up. So, (laughs) she meets 
she meets Clayton in front of like a giant palace basically he's like you look beautiful they go inside they sit down whatever they're talking at dinner and Clayton's like I really enjoyed getting to spoil you today especially because of how appreciative you were like (laughs) you're just so humble and there's that word again Clayton likes his women humble. I hate it. It's like his favorite trait they can have. It's so gross. And then, and then, like, if that's not bad enough, and then she's like, yeah, like, today was so crazy. Like, it felt like a movie. It felt like a fairy tale. But just, like, it was so over the top that, like, it almost made me uncomfortable. Like, being spoiled is so foreign to me. And he's like, is it because internally you don't feel worthy? Ugh. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, Why? I would feel uncomfortable, but it's because excess wealth makes me feel uncomfortable because people are dying of poverty. Like, <laughs> yeah. Not because I don't feel like I don't deserve it, but because I don't feel like I deserve it any more than anyone else, including those people who are dying of poverty. It's like he wanted her to be like, I think I'm a ugly, dumb girl, <laughs> and so I don't deserve nice things to wear on my ugly, dumb body. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> That's and what like, it felt like he wanted her to say. He does, like, pretty quickly move on to, like, or is it, like, because you're independent and, like, you want to, like, be a person who, like, earns things for yourself, which, like, is valid. Mm-hmm. Some people are like yeah. that. I'm not. I'm like, buy me things. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but, um... He did. He did say the because internally you don't feel worthy thing, um, and then he and then he's like, "Well, like, don't worry. Like, you are more than deserving of things that come your way." And it's like, yeah, she never implied she did not think that. Like, I know for Stop one to turn her second, into this into this person know, who like weird. thinks she's undeserving. Like, she, I don't we think know Susie why thinks you're attracted that. Attracted to Rachel. Yeah, like, let's stop. I, I do not get the sense from Susie that she's like, oh, I don't deserve a relationship where the man is nice to me. Like, <laughs> me either. What? I have um, to say, and then, a lot of the women there, it feels like she's done a lot of work. And then, like, after all this, at the end of the date, he's like, I know you don't like gifts, but I would like to give you this rose. Uh. And it's like, I don't think at any point Susie said she didn't like gifts. No, I never. I think that, like, parading around a store and getting to pick out whatever she wanted was a very unfamiliar feeling. Yeah. I'm pretty and sure she's fine the with gifts. Of, right. And also, I mean, there's, like, an element, too, of she knows she's not stupid. She knows how this show works. She knows she's going to have to go back home yes. and show... So many she, women, she some knows of which she, have not had a one-on-one, an excessive amount of really nice, expensive clothing that has been. She just knows given the producers are going to make her sit there and show them her Louboutins. Like yes, exactly. It is on like that situation. While super awesome, and congrats to her, is uncomfortable for a a large number of reasons. Exactly. None of which need to be that she doesn't feel worthy. As much as you would like it to be, Clayton. As much as you would like it to be because of that. 
Cool. I he gives me the hate ache so him. hard. I hate him. Me too. I'm uh, like, am I being too harsh on him? And I don't think I'm being harsh enough. No, <laughs> I don't know. He's just, he's so blah. <laughs> the, am I the villain? I don't think I'm the villain. I think I'm the villain. Am I too harsh on him? I don't think <laughs> I'm too harsh I'm on too him. harsh on him. <laughs> Maybe. Um, uh, then that they like go and they some man named Krista Berg is playing piano and <laughs> singing a song called like Lady in Red or whatever for them. Lady in Red And they dance and it's unremarkable except for the end of the song. Chris Chris the piano man just whispers into the microphone like the song ends and he goes, I love you. Like, into the microphone. Like, that's the last line of the song. It's like a whispered, (laughs) unsung, I love you. It's horrible. That was maybe my least favorite part of the whole episode. That that right there is my thorn. I was gonna say! Damn. (laughs) Um, okay. So, next up, time for the group date. People are still talking about, like, what's going on with Sarah, which is so weird, because, like, I don't feel like anything is. Obviously, we're not being shown everything, blah, 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 but whatever. Do I think that there's a chance she's cocky in the house? Sure. Do I give a fuck? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) So, the group date is going to be Sarah, Teddy, Genevieve, Rachel, and Gabby. Um, And the group date card, I didn't write down what the quote was. But it's literally a quote from Sigmund Freud. Like, not what you want to find on your date card. (laughs) A Freud quote. Um, And Teddy is like, oh, so because Serene isn't on that group date card, I mean, she's getting the next one-on-one. Great. Um, Teddy says that she hopes the group date isn't a huge therapy session. Spoiler alert, it's a huge therapy session. The second one of the season. Yeah. So God, what an environment to be like, we're going to do therapy. Their whole story, the producer's whole rationale, is that Vienna is the home of modern psychotherapy. So, like, this is where Freud was from, blah, blah, blah. And they're going to meet with a psych analyst, and everyone is going to have their own couples session with Clayton. And when I tell you that these girls do not look stoked... (laughs) (laughs) And so Genevieve is also, like, super uncomfortable because she's like, I haven't really been to therapy because I don't like talking about things that make me upset and cry. And I'm like, who? Oh. Oh, no. And, like, she's like, I can't open up unless I'm in a comfortable situation, which is not what this is. I would no. say this is maybe perhaps the opposite of a comfortable Absolutely, situation, 100%. but I would I would not call it a comfortable situation. No, no, I would not do that. Um, so then the girls just like literally look like they're waiting in a doctor's office for Clayton to come get them. Yeah, and it looks like they're waiting on like cancer results. Is yeah, what it looks it's like horrible, or like waiting to hear if their loved one made it out of surgery alive like yeah more that more that (laughs) um so gabby's first and she's like i'm really emotional i feel so deeply um (laughs) 
And growing up, I had a misunderstanding of what love was and the conditionality of it. Um, he was like, girl, you've been to therapy, huh? Yeah. And ter- she has a really good relationship with her father, it sounds like. But just yeah. watching her, I was like, this should not be on TV. This should Mm-mm. not be on TV. I don't need to see this. I don't need to know this. Uh, that sounds like your business. Mm-hmm. And not my business. Not any of our businesses. Really? Yeah. Only your business. And uh, this should not be on TV. I just like... What a way, like, don't get me wrong, The Bachelor is always blurring the lines of what's appropriate and what's not. Yeah. But I feel like a therapy session is really not appropriate. Really just directly crosses a line. And then, Also, like, like, you're expected to be vulnerable with this clearly not a professional person. Because no professional would ever do this. Mm-mm. And then, no. like, the fact that the whole reveal, which, like... Frankly, she clearly made up. Was like, oh my god! Oh, you mean the riddle she delivered? Someone is being performative, and then it's like, yeah, actually, if I was doing a filmed therapy session, I would be performing. I would not be doing a real therapy session because Truly. that's my business. Like, no shit. God. Yeah, and also. It was clearly meant to be like Sarah's performing, but it was if it was anyone, I mean, it could have been all of them. Yeah. It was just weird. It was weird. Um, so I'll just move through them quickly. Yeah. So Teddy like is like I don't know. I didn't write anything about Teddy's cuz yeah, I was like I don't like this. I don't want to take notes on like what am I going to take notes on? They're Yeah. Prop their issues? No, <laughs> we don't need to record that in any more posterity than it has already been recorded. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then it's Genevieve's turn, and she's talking to the psych analyst, and the psych analyst is like, "Are you nervous?" And Genevieve's like, "Yeah, I'm nervous <laughs> because like I have a hard time opening up, and like I'm stressed out, blah blah blah." And the psych analyst is literally just like, "We'll try." And it's, like, cool. (laughs) Um, And then Genevieve is having a hard time, and the quote-unquote therapist is like, well, if Clayton doesn't know what's going on inside of you, it'll be really difficult to have a relationship. And Genevieve's like, I don't even really know what's going on inside of me. And I was (laughs) like, so, in my opinion, this is, like, a sign that maybe therapy could be a good experiment for you, but obviously not this therapy. Like, real Mm -hmm. therapy with a real therapist. I agree. Also, this may be a good time to... Ah, shit. Sorry. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> An app just opened on my phone, then it went <laughs> to shit. Oh, wait, I can hear you now. Anyway, this would be a great time to lie. Yeah. This is a great time to lie. To say... I love therapy. I love being vulnerable. I've been having a really great time with you, and I have no insecurities whatsoever. I hope you get to meet my family next week. I feel great. I have done a lot of self-work before coming to this show, so now I am prepared and don't feel like I need to talk about it because this is absurd. I'm prepared to be so humble. I'm, like, the most humble person you've ever met. Oh, my God, that's what she should have done. And I'm really looking for a man who will make me feel safe with him. Um, does anyone I'm know really... where I could find a, a man who likes humble women and gets off on making them feel safe? 
<laughs> oh my god, Clayton! You're right there! I didn't even see you! I'm looking for a man who does football calls in the bedroom. <laughs> I'm looking for a man who, before sex, is like, I'm feeling high energy! Are you feeling high energy? <laughs> <laughs> and when you say I'm I'd like to have sex, he says, Let's go <laughs> <laughs> When you come he says, Let's go Although let's be honest, you're probably not I was gonna say <laughs> And he says it when he does <laughs> Sorry, that's disgusting. Sorry everyone. To be honest, we're not usually vulgar like yeah. that. Or- this is an extremely sex-neutral podcast. <laughs> this is a sex-neutral podcast. Unless wow, we're going to have to put a warning label on it. <laughs> I feel like it's like all of our all of our standards should have like an asterisk that's like, unless it's making fun of Clayton. <laughs> then True. anything's on the table. Anything goes. We're raunchy now. <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm experimenting with not being a prude. Just kidding. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, the the therapist's like, how's this even going to work between you guys? And Clayton's like, Genevieve, we need to talk in private. And then he, like, breaks up with her, but also Genevieve's like, it seems like we're both not there yet. And I was like, yes, mm. Genevieve. Correct. I was so glad, and you could tell he was bummed that she hadn't, that Didn't, she like, said that. He wanted, say. yeah, he was like, oh, fuck, it seems like she's not that interested. No! <laughs> so mad. Um, Genevieve seems like he seemed so a little miffed. <laughs> done with him. Oh, yeah. Point. And done so. with the process, too. I don't think that Oh, yeah. The other thing I wanted to say, too, is just, like, no kidding. No wonder, also, that she was uncomfortable in this circumstance. Every single person going in besides her has had a one-on-one. Yeah. And the only, like, besides the fact that she has clearly not gone That's going to be, like, like, some of the longest one-on-one time they've spent together. Right, exactly. And it's, like, obviously, yeah, she has some shit she needs to work through. But, again, there's no reason for her to work through it during this fake-ass weird therapy session where the therapist gives riddles. But also, it's just like, it's like, a she's like a creepy little wizard. Anyway. Yeah, she was Or terrifying. like a fucking t- bridge troll. Anyway, uh, I just, the only, like, one-on-one interaction she had was on a two-on-one where she was clearly just meant to, like, fuel some fire. Yeah. With Shanae. She's just and constantly so like, being used. Yeah, why would she be comfortable in this situation? And let me just say, I don't love defending Genevieve. I yeah. don't enjoy <laughs> Stop making us do Stop it! Stop making me do it! <laughs> but I thought she was right this episode, so... Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, okay. Then. So Genevieve leaves. Then Rachel goes next. And Rachel's basically like, I'm so scared of losing you, but, like, I trust you to make the right decision. Kill me. I cannot stand her. So then Sarah goes. And... We're talking about fake tears. Yeah, so Sarah goes, and she's like, I'm kind of excited. I love therapy. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, so then blah, blah, blah. Wait, my notes get really out of order. 
Okay. Basically, Sarah goes in, and, I mean, I don't, I don't remember what she talked about. She did this whole thing where she was like, thank you so much for doing this to, like, the therapist. Mm-hmm. And that I did find a little annoying, but only because I was like, mm-hmm. don't thank her. She's fake. Um, <laughs> yeah. But while Sarah's in her session, all the girls are talking, and Sarah's like, I don't think Sarah, like, knows what she's doing. And then apparently last week, Sarah told the girls, like, int- quote-unquote intimate details of her relationship with Clayton. And at first, they just thought it was, and this is Gabby, I think. She, at first, she just thought it was negligence, but now she thinks it's a tactic. And then Teddy's like, mm-hmm. people like that can't keep track of their lies. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Also, I just feel like my my biggest thing with this is, like, it feels like they're turning something small into something really big. Yeah. For no reason. Because they think she's a threat. And then the other part of it is, I mean, even, like, I think Becca Martinez talked about it on Chatty Broads. Like, people, it's a weird situation to be in. And people handle their relationships differently. Yeah. You're spending all this time with women. Yeah, some people don't want to talk about, like, their relationship details. But even in, like, my own friendships, I have people who I have to pry the details out of or just will never tell me and never want to. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if I was on the show, I wouldn't say anything, but that's a personal yeah, choice. I hate talking exactly. about But there myself. are also, like, that's a lot of people I know who give, like, really in-depth details to not just, like, people who they are close to, yeah. but to other people, and it just depends on what your relationship's like. And I guarantee Sarah probably wasn't the only one doing that. Yeah. But the house just went down to very few women. Yeah. So like, Cause yeah, maybe some of the remaining ones aren't, but that doesn't. Sarah mean does she's not like seem weird or manipulative nearly as unhinged as most of the chronic oversharers that I know. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, but I think the reason that it's like, I don't know. I'm sure if other people were doing it too, that maybe it just didn't seem like that big of a deal coming from them because they weren't a threat. Yeah. Whereas like coming from her it feels worse either way it seemed really like a dramatic response unless she did something because that's the thing too is it it felt like they really had to work hard in production to clip together shit that she had done where i still don't understand that's what i was gonna say like they were because sometimes the girls get mad at someone who like production isn't mad at but, like, yeah. production was like, okay, yeah, Sarah will be the villain. No problem. Mm-hmm. Except for the problem was, like, they couldn't prove it. And as we know, like, production will do, like, they'll clip things together. They'll show you old footage from unrelated times. Like, they didn't show me anything. The only one that I can really think of, besides when they were all talking to Clayton at the end, who, like, when the Mara stuff was going down, the only one who said anything in relation to Sarah at that point that they showed was Rachel, mm. who yeah. is yeah, the exactly. most threatened yeah. by her. Yeah. Because, one, she likes Clayton, and two, because she just is obnoxious. Yeah, also, like, I... I guess I'm just, like, even if Sarah was, like, being like, oh, my God, you guys, Clayton likes me so much. Like, I'm just having a hard time believing she was doing it to the extent that my response to those other women wouldn't just be suck it up, you know? Yeah. 
I think it's <laughs> it's one of those things too where like I mean I've even had this conversation with you when I'm really annoyed about something. It's like there's a certain point at which like something is just annoying. It yeah. doesn't have to mean the other person's a bad person. People do be they annoying. Can just be annoying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People do be annoying. <laughs> It's true. And like that you can hate living with that, but you don't need to try and get someone kicked out of you know, you don't need to get someone in trouble with like production and kicked off the show. Yeah. And also I mean like, obviously like they can't totally do that, but they definitely tried. Yeah. I'm just like shocked by how quickly that happened like basically Mm -hmm. in the waiting room at this therapy appointment gabby teddy and rachel are like okay tonight we get sarah kicked off yeah like that was the agreement they came to also so annoying because it's like you guys were the ones who were like damn i hope now that mare is gone this is over yeah and it feels like everything you're mentioning was from when mara was there anyway yeah and then okay it should be squashed and then after they do get her kicked off spoiler alert they just, mm. they complain about how the whole night was spent on Sarah. It's your fault. It's your fault. But, okay, uh, we'll get to that. So, basically, after yeah. all the therapy sessions, the therapist, quote unquote, again, gathers all the women and Clayton together and is like, thank you for your time and thank you for sharing some of your honest feelings. Some of your feelings weren't honest. Some stuff was performative. And Clayton's like, what? It's so awkward. Because he's an idiot. It's so awkward. So then at the evening portion, Clayton sets them all down and is like, the thought that someone is putting on an act at this point in the journey is so scary. Like, I want you to tell me the stuff I might be missing. So Clayton pulls Rachel first and says, when the psychotherapist told me someone was being performative, I know it wasn't you. Um... And Rachel's like, yeah. So then she's like, okay, well, after Sarah's first one-on-one, she came to Teddy in my room and told us all about the whole day that that you guys had and how your connection was amazing. And that's just, like, basically Rachel's like, remember how I used to need, like, or how I was needing so much validation and how I was feeling so insecure? Like, it's because Sarah was telling me how great your connection was. And she said that, like, you guys cried together. And Clayton's like, she said what? <laughs> like, the only <laughs> that thing that Clayton gets mad she... about is that Sarah's like, Sarah told us, is that Rachel's like, Sarah told us that you cried. And Clayton's like, no, I don't cry. Why? Why? That's, that's not true. I, he, she got kicked off because of that. Literally, she got kicked off. Why? Literally, and also, like, call me crazy, but Sarah's one-on-one was before Rachel or Teddy's one-on-one. So so coming back and saying, "Oh, our connection is strong," and feeling insecure in your connection because you haven't had a one-on-one yet makes sense. She just told you about a whole day that you that she spent with Clayton, and you have not spent a whole day with Clayton. Is that Sarah's fault? No. (laughs) You knew she spent a whole day with Clayton. You would have known that regardless of if she came to your room or not. I am baffled. Uh, Also, are they roommates? I don't know. But either way, it just like... I don't know. It rubbed me the wrong way. And I also was just like, well, I mean, this is what Clayton is looking for. Just like some person to reassure them 
or that they're yeah, allowed so to Yeah, so Rachel basically like I was needing so much validation because Sarah was uh, making... she was like I was needing so much validation. <laughs> Do you remember when I came to you after Sarah came to my room and I was like, "Oh my god, Clayton, you sexy man." Okay, this is not an ASMR podcast, so I am going to have to cut you off. <laughs> but you are making me realize that Sarah could have a very uh very pro- productive, no, very Good career? What's the word I'm looking for? Whatever. Uh, Sarah can have a career su- in successful ASM artistry. Sure. Successful career. Thank you. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, basically Rachel's like, Sarah was making everyone think that she was your number one. And so we were all feeling insecure. And so then Clayton asked Gabby if Sarah's confidence was affecting everyone else's relationship with him. And Gabby's like, yeah, it's been going on for weeks and we've all just kind of been like avoiding saying anything about it. And then Teddy is like, yeah, Sarah's whole confidence in talking about how she was like your number one, which no one said. Like Sarah did not say she was the number Mm -hmm. one, but basically that's what they're implying. Uh, Saying that she's like your number one was like why I pulled away from you and like I'd been considering leaving Liar. And I was like, what? You hate him. <laughs> You're such a liar. You're, You're all such a liars. Liar. Like, you. Sorry, Sarah isn't insecure. I don't I know. Honest, I like, was shocked. I, ha- I, would, I, no, do I not, agree. I do not blame anyone for being insecure in this situation. Like, of course you are. Mm, it's a terrible easy. situation. Yeah. Sarah seems like she's not insecure. And that's not her problem. Like, congrats to her i am happy for her that that is true you shouldn't wish insecurity on someone they're all just basically like we wish that she felt worse about herself (laughs) yeah and the fact that she feels good about herself means that i can't feel good about myself and i'm like not true it isn't true. That's not how anything works. You're, That's a really negative oh, mindset I'm to like, have. Rachel, you are a hot pilot. Can you chill, please? Can you yeah. chill out? Also, Clayton likes you the best, so can you double chill out? Yeah, I... I don't know. And it's just like, again, Teddy does like up, Rachel the best. Him. We know that yeah. he, he likes Sarah, but he likes Rachel the best. So watching him, like... Sarah just needs less validation. And again, I am yeah. not saying... I'm not blaming anyone for being insecure in this situation. I am just saying, no. like... Ugh. If you're Just insecure, because you not, are insecure does not mean you, you need to tear down other people. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because, again, I am leaving the room for possibility that Sarah said some truly wild shit. Yeah. You know? But no one... Gave us any clue that she did. Yeah. So I get based on what we were shown, which to me looks like they were trying to make her look like the villain and still couldn't come up with any specifics besides lying that Clayton cried. And frankly, I thought he did the last episode. Yeah, like, was whatever. it a lie? <laughs> she might have thought he did. And maybe he didn't and it doesn't matter. But I don't know. It just, there wasn't anything that was specific enough for me to be like, and if you remember it that clearly and it happened that recently, you should have been able to at least say something that she actually said. So, I don't know. I felt weird. I felt like she was demonized. I felt like it was kind of inappropriate. And 
I was not a fan. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, it's one thing if Sarah was, like, telling a bunch of lies about what Clayton Mm -hmm. was telling her in an attempt to scare people off. Like, that's one thing. But I don't think she was doing that. And even if she was, like, telling people the truth about her relationship with Clayton in an attempt to scare people off, like... It's a game. It's a game. And she was winning it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, so then Clayton grabs Sarah. And he's like, okay, I've heard a lot tonight. I want to be direct and tell you what I heard because I'm having a lot of trouble understanding things. Oh, no. He goes, I've really heard a lot tonight. I want to be direct and tell you what I've heard because I'm really having trouble understanding the things I heard. The word heard was in that mm-hmm. sentence three times for anyone mm-hmm. keeping track. So he's like, the women in the house have been wanting to leave because of what you've been telling them about our connection. And Sarah's like, I want to be super clear. I haven't said any of those things. And then she's like, I'm feeling really thrown under the bus after the second one-on-one. And like, I feel terrible because I've had best friends here, but like, I'm not allowed to feel anything and everything that I do or say is wrong. And she basically is like, I try to be happy for other people when good things happen to them. But it's like, I'm not allowed to be happy for myself when good things happen to me. Um blah 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 and then she's like I wanted to leave at some point because it's so heartbreaking and then she's like kind of doing this like crying thing she was fake crying yeah is what and I Clayton's felt like, like <laughs> I'm gonna be real it feels like you're trying to fake cry to me like he calls her out <laughs> on it and then this I do believe while so smooth was a mistake she goes yeah. I just have no tears left to cry because it's been a tough week. (laughs) Again, so smooth, but a mistake. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Here's the thing. Was she trying to fake cry? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Did she deserve the treatment that she got? No. No. Do I think her misstep was, at this point, she's allowed to be pissed. Yeah. Like, this isn't, she was pissed, which yeah. was clear. Yeah. Because she should be. Yeah. Like, it's fine for her to be pissed. And instead, and now, don't get me wrong, I don't necessarily think that this is the wrong move for Clayton, because Rachel cries, like, literally anytime she sees him. Yeah. But it was the wrong move in this particular situation to attempt to cry. I agree. I agree. I think if you can't produce tears, Clayton's not getting what he wants. Yeah. I think... I don't know how much she could have done in this situation with Gabby and Rachel and Teddy all against her, but I think maybe leaning in to the frustration and yes, being that's like, what I, think she I have, have no idea where this is coming from. Like, you and I do have a strong connection. We know that. People why are jealous of that. Now? Like, yeah. Why is this yeah. just coming out now? People are agree, panicked that, because they haven't gotten two one-on-ones, like, all I, I did was I, come home from our second one-on-one and talk about our date, like, and they yeah. were upset because I was talking about a second one-on-one, and it's not my fault that that date was a second one-on-one. Also, I get the vibe that none of you brought up that you don't like when she talks about it in front of you to her. You just brought it up to Clayton. Yeah. Which I, this has never, really no one me. has ever mentioned that this was a problem to me before. I would have stopped immediately if I knew it was making people uncomfortable. Of course. That would make me so mad because that is a thing. Like, 
that you could definitely bring up to someone. Yeah, you could totally, if Sarah, if Sarah comes back into your room after your date and she's going on and on and it's making you sad, you can be like, Sarah, that sounds really fun. I'm sorry. I'm just like, I really don't want to hear it. I really can't hear this right now. Yeah. Doesn't sound like anyone was doing that. No. And I don't think Sarah would would be like, yeah, excuse me. I'm going to stand here and I'm going to tell you about my date. Yeah. She might be a little bitchy and be like, fine, suit yourself, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's not going to stand there and like, blabber onto you. Yeah. I, I just think that she was able... She could have been mad then. It would have been fine. I did too. Like, I, she totally earned that right, but then I feel like when she did the fake crying thing, then that's when they were like, okay, yeah, you're going to be the villain. Because that is... That's what it felt like everybody clung onto. Like, I was even looking at Twitter and stuff, and they were just like, she was fake crying, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it was definitely a mistake. It's because she knows it's what Clayton wants. Yeah. And also, to be fair, it worked for her literally three days ago. Like, yeah. That this worked for her literally three days ago. Why not try the tried and true method? Yeah. Yeah. It was a misstep, but I see why she did it. Yeah. And I just also, it's one of those things, too, where it's like, I don't know. She was literally just told to edit her personality from someone not one day ago and not, like, act like herself or say the things that she's actually feeling. Yeah. So, I don't know. Seems like there's been some kind of... Yeah. I don't know. Based on that conversation with Mara in this episode. It seems like she was the first person to bring anything like this up to her and she did it in an incredibly rude, incredibly condescending way that makes it seem like it's not a real thing. Because yeah. when you blow everything out of proportion, it makes it seem like the issue is a non-issue. But it, like if Sarah had been doing this repeatedly and the girls were really having a bunch of conversations about how much it upset them, I feel like Mara would be like everyone's talking about it. Mhm. Or she'd be like, and we've told you and told you, and you haven't done anything. But like, well, she did say that a few times in the conversation. Oh, she said we and told you. Yeah. Oh, never mind. There you go. Well, but I didn't believe that because it, the look when when she was saying that kind of stuff, Sarah looked really confused. I I just felt like it felt like it was made up. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, so she's like, I have no tears left to cry. And he's like, you were trying to force them out. Like, I don't believe you. We're done. I can't move forward with you. And he walks her out. Um, And Sarah tries to talk to him again in front of the car. And he's like, I just don't believe you. And if I can't trust you, like, we can't continue. Um, So Sarah's exit is short. She's She's like, I'm annoyed because if someone says they're insecure because of where my relationship is at, how is that my fault? True. And she Mm -hmm. said... If, I, if he believes that, then I don't even want to be engaged to anyone like that. It's a very unceremonious exit. Mm-hmm. It's also like, yeah, girl, you probably don't want to be engaged to Clayton. That Correct. That is a wet paper towel. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then, yeah, Teddy is like, oh, I'm upset because hometowns are coming up and we just wasted a whole night. And I'm like, yeah, you did. You. You did mm-hmm. that. Correct. Ugh, um Teddy. So then Clayton's like, I can't give out a rose tonight because I have to make sure I'm making the right decision. So then we move on to Serene's date. And so he, 
Shireen's like, how are you with the whole Sarah thing? And they talk about it a bit. And she's like, yeah, like, I would hear that stuff from Sarah and freak out for a bit. But I would always go back to just trusting you. And Clayton's like, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, shut up. Um, really shut up because Clayton refuses to trust anyone in this process. And th- will throw any woman under the bus. Yeah. Um, at the slightest inconvenience. <laughs> So they ride around Vienna in a horse-drawn carriage. They, like, get some street chestnuts, and then they dance in the street with the old couples. Um, <laughs> then at the night portion, I did happen to clock that Serene was wearing a red dress. Anyone else nah. pick up on that? Um, I think Serene is going to get married on Paradise. Oh, I hope so. Um, I hope so, too. I hope she finds such a hot husband. Ugh. I wish great things for her. Me too. Serene tells Clayton she's falling in love with him. Clayton's like, yay, and gives her the rose. Um, and then <laughs> they see, like, that really famous painting, the kiss. The kiss painting. Oh, I saw a tattoo that someone had of that. It was really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a gorgeous work of art. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so This is a art analysis podcast now. Then... We see everyone headed to the rose ceremony. No cocktail party, question mark? Um, We're getting back on track, though. This episode will end with a rose ceremony. Thrilling. They heard our complaints. So, basically, the people who don't have roses are Rachel, Gabby, and Teddy. Rachel gets the first rose. Gabby gets the second rose, which means we lose Teddy. But which also means what, Liv? Oh, wait. Wind what? Oh, sexy number five! Teddy, sexy number five! I, we knew it! We knew it! We knew it! We knew it! <laughs> we knew it! Here's the thing, though. Teddy, you know what? You are so deserving of yeah. sexy number five. But I know and you know that this is not how we wanted it to go down. Yeah, exactly. Like, you are so deserving in that you are so sexy and you did go out fifth. Yeah, but, like, absolutely. that could have gone better. That could have gone better. It could have. We know that you wanted to send yourself home, and I saw it on your face. Yep. <laughs> I saw it on your face when he didn't choose you. You went, fuck, I lost my moment to be like, I'm just not that into you. Yeah. She, 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 she flew too close to the sun. She did. She, she really struck me as a little bit of a kit, just like mm-hmm. with a lot of her attitude, sort of. And, you know, kit was, was very kit. I don't think she hated Matt as much as Teddy hated Blaine. No, I don't think Kit hated Matt. I think she was very clearly like, this isn't my person. But she was like, yeah, yeah. vibes, whatever. Whereas Teddy's like, god mm-hmm. damn it. Uh, I hate spending time with you. Yeah. You are terrible company. <laughs> That's really what I felt like. I felt like she was quaking with anger. It almost felt like she was so distracted by the drama, she forgot to count. Like what number yeah it was you know i would have you know i wonder if she thought about bailing and then it was just too late what she should well what she should have done is waited until after that date then she should have gone to his hotel room and been like clayton i've thought about it i can't bring you home to meet my family it's Mm -hmm. over Mm -hmm. yeah it was you're right you were right that is what she should have done uh you know what? I'm 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 sad for you, Teddy. Only yeah. because I know that this lost is potential. It's it's lost, lost potential. potential. But you are sexy and you are number five, so you do still get that title. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. 
Um, okay, so as Teddy walks out, because Clayton's like, can I walk you out? And they walk out together. Gabby just goes, she's so graceful. <laughs> and I was like, Gabby, she's not a blubbering mess because she's mad and also doesn't really give a shit. Clayton. <laughs> oh, so funny. So then Clayton does some whispering to her outside of the limo. Um, yeah, whatever. Teddy's limo speech is basically, I want to be someone's first choice. I want someone to stay. Ugh, a good effort, but yeah, the passion was not there. And the thing is, I feel like Teddy yeah. can't commit. Teddy does everything half-hearted. Teddy has the potential, but she doesn't have yeah. the drive. She, I think that she'll kill it on Paradise. And I think that she'll do a yeah. good job as an influencer. But she could have been a much stronger player this yeah. season. Like, I can see it in her. She just didn't have the I have never, drive. I think I've never seen a player have the ick so hard. Have the ick you know, so hard. Yeah, she didn't even try to fake it. A lot of the girls clearly had the ick with Colton on his season. But they faked yeah. it way better. Yeah. If she'd faked it better and given that limo speech with, like, even... Yeah. An ounce of I care in my voice, like I would have at least been like, maybe yeah. she's in the running for Bachelorette, no. but there's no way she, she is. Really didn't care. She's not. No. Um. So next week is hometowns, which I'm not excited for. I never care that much about hometowns, but I am deeply excited for when we meet Clayton. Clayton's parents because his dad says you really screwed the pooch on this one and I have got to know how I have got to know how Clayton screwed the pooch well that's after like fantasy suites and stuff yeah I'm excited also I hope that they give us some like wild parents this time around it didn't really look like it but I do hope that there's a dad that's like pretty standard because those are my favorite dads Yeah, I want a family member who's like, you should not do this. And then the contestant has to have a crisis. Uh, It would probably be Rachel's. Okay. That seems on brand for her to cry True. Sorry, I'm really anti-Rachel this episode. Just because I feel like she unfairly targeted Sarah. In a weird way. Yeah. Um, Okay. Roses and Thorns. Obviously, yeah. Thorne is Chris, the piano man, going... <laughs> he and Rachel could be together. One of my thorns is that pink dress Ew. made of feathers. Although I think it would have looked cool in, like, a perfume commercial. Sure, in, like, constant of state of movement, maybe. Fans. It can't be static. But it doesn't make the person... It doesn't no, make the person it wearing insane. it look good. It looks like you murdered... That dress murdered. is wearing you. I would I would love to see Zendaya in that dress mm-hmm. just to see if there is any situation in which a human can be wearing that dress instead of the dress wearing them. I don't think it's possible, but any if anyone yeah, can do it, Zendaya also, can do it. So I would I would love to test this theory. Name again? Uh, I only know uh, his Instagram ha- handle, yes, which is Luxury, luxury law. law. Anyway, well, he would fucking if if we let him do it. Or frankly, Anya Taylor Joy. He styles her as well. She I could, if she tried it on, we'd Anya know. Taylor Joy could maybe wink that dress work, but I do think that they're the only ones. That's a really high bar to have yeah. to cross. 
dresses should not should not be made so only Zendaya oh, and Anya no. Taylor Joy can wear them. Dresses like that. That's like so mean. Such bullying. <laughs> oh my god. Um, my rose. My let's rose. See. Um. My rose would. No, Did anything good happen this episode? Oh, maybe my my rose was Sarah's fucking line at the beginning. The one where she Which was one? like, Clayton said this was a last ditch effort. And uh, it was really Oh, yeah, that was great. good. I really liked it. I think maybe my rose is when the butler brought in the dress and then gabby (laughs) screamed into a pillow because i was like that is actually relatable like you have finally hit the quirky and relatable right on the nose that is exactly what i would have done in that moment (laughs) because like all the other girls are sitting there like trying to like remove the grimace from their face and gabby's just like "Ah!" gabby says full send full send i hate this yeah full send i hate this um, embarrassing turn of um, events. In an embarrassing turn of events, Teddy did not achieve the sexy number five. She yeah, was Teddy was a disappointment. Yeah. Teddy was a disappointment this season. And, like, again, that sounds rude. I mean, it is rude. But, like, again, I'm not trying to say she did badly. I'm just trying to say I had Me such too. high really hopes for her. her. I had such high hopes Clayton. for her. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I thought she was going to destroy him, and instead, it mm-hmm. felt like very little impact was made. I mean, she still made it to number five, but again, like, there were a lot it could have been stronger. Um, my, I'm going to say, like, a future yeah. embarrassing turn of events, like, if it does come out that Sarah was being <laughs> horrible be at manipulating the whole time, we're going to look again, stupid. <laughs> I'm willing to accept that that could have happened, but given the information I was given, we could not make that call. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's using context clues. That's using what we've seen of the people overall. Okay, whatever. Um, okay, everybody. Tune in yeah, next yeah, week for yeah. Hometowns. We may or may not have may a new guest on the podcast. Not. Please don't hold us yes. to that, but it might happen. Like, that's a real tease for you. You're going to have to tune in to find out. Go see Marry Me in Theaters. This is walk. a Marry Me podcast now. <laughs> run, don't walk. It's so funny because Anders did say walk, don't run. <laughs> <laughs> Anders said walk don't run to theaters and I like sometimes he says things like that and I'm yeah. like that was on purpose but this did not feel like one of those occasions so I've been trying really consciously to say run don't walk not walk don't run it's hard walk out walk don't run is more intuitive oh, yeah. in my brain um yeah, does that say something about who's yeah but any person? final thoughts live like you're a patient I don't know. person you know I'd rather walk <laughs> <laughs> Running sounds challenging. Running looks desperate. <laughs> running is basically um, begging with your feet. Which, as we know, is say with me, gang, yeah, is unattractive. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, talk Yikes. to you guys next Bye. week. Bye. Bye.